ونذكر بين يدي الساعة من يمع الله ورسوله فقد رشد وضيع فيهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن البجيد بعد عوض بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فانكحوا ما قابلكم من النساء مثنى وثلاث وضباء وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم النكاح من سنتي Respected elders, beloved brothers, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Continuing from the aspect we were discussing last week, and due to the nature of the topic, the relevance, and the detrimental effects because of the lack of knowledge with regards to these aspects, it is vital, it is imperative that due course is given, amount of time is given to the topic. Inshallah, we will continue with it this week. Last week, we touched on the points. The first one was that in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, dating, the aspect of dating, it is not the kajur, those dates, but the aspect of premarital relationships. That before getting married, boyfriend, girlfriend, courting, all of these aspects, that a relationship between a man and a woman who are not in nikah, they are not married, this relationship is such that it is completely haram, it is forbidden. And we are not more pious than Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No person can possibly think of it. No person in a right frame of mind, Muslim, can think he can become more pious than Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That Nabi who observed Farda, who maintained the laws of Sharia, that Nabi who did not get into unnecessary interaction, etc., with women, that Nabi who was masoom, sinless, protected by Allah from the possibility of guna and sin. Yet what we say, no, no, she's just my friend. She's just my friend. Wallahi, there is no such thing indeed. She's just my friend. We grew up together. Or we cousins. Nabi mentioned that no man is alone with a female mahram, except that the third person with them is shaitan. She's my secretary. Personal assistance. And she's personally assisting. So all of these aspects Dating completely haram. We mentioned that that foundation that is shaky, what type of building will stand on it? When the foundation is incorrect, then obviously the whole building will collapse. When we start in haram, then how can the marriage last? What khair and what barakat and what blessings will be will there be from the side of Allah? So this aspect, firstly, 
for us to understand, and I emphasized the point last week, and I say this without any reservation, whether you are from South Africa, whether you are from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, you have come from Malawi, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, you have come from Australia or any other part of the world, what was haram in your place is haram here. What you abstain from there, abstain from it here, on a daily basis, we say this because on a daily basis, ulama are faced with this. He was a Pakistani or a Bangladeshi or a Zimbabwean. He's a Muslim. He made nikah to me. He made me get, go to the mosque and get married. Now I've got three children. He left me and he went back home. This is not deen. This is not deen. This is haram. You know, not very long ago we had to a case where a woman is now, she was the South African citizen and she got swept off her feet from a Muslim another, from another country and Diwana madly in love now she is drowning in debt because of I went and bought a car because he was supporting me I bought this, I bought that and what 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 now the ulama must sort out her problem where did it start? No man should be alone with a ghair mahram woman so this aspect firstly Dating at every level is haram. And this is something that unfortunately as parents we lack. How many, how often, Marana, I told my son, whatever you do, don't bring a non-Muslim girl home. So what are, what, what, are, what are we saying? Bring anything else home. Bring anything else home, don't come with a non-Muslim girl. We are opening the door. What, is this the type of nasihat we give to our children? I told him, don't ever bring a pregnant girl home. Do what you want, don't get her pregnant. What are we saying to our children? What are we saying to our children? Understand, unfortunately, we are soaked in a life of the West. We are soaked in that lifestyle. We're small children. Great our children on the 14th of February want to dress in red and white. What are we teaching them? And then, 30 years later, Marana solved my problem. 30 years later, Marana must solve the problem. When they were masoom and sinless children, what mindset did we create? What mindset did we create? And then we get happy, we get excited. They had a Valentine's contest. My child, my daughter came out first. She won the prize. And we tease our little boys that, that are playing, eight-year-old, nine-year-old. How many girlfriends you got that I'm visiting? I'm in a home of a relative, that little boy who's nine years old and we take it as a joke we say how many girlfriends you got what are we asking him what are we creating in that innocent mind what are we creating out of our children this aspect again we emphasize dating is completely haram in being <coughs> thereafter we went on to the aspect of what criteria the nabi of allah sallallahu gave in choosing a spouse a wife is chosen because of one of four reasons. Limaliha. You know, they say that your, your father is not wealthy, that's not your fault. So your father-in-law is not wealthy, you had a choice in that. Now, the first reason a woman is chosen, Limaliha, because of her financial status. Or Lihasabiha, because of that you know, prominent family. Only Jamaliha, or because of the beauty. And thereafter, the Prophet says, 
only dinha and she is chosen because of her deen isso é sempre para be that deen choose the woman of piety tari batiada your hands will be at ease Today we choose, oh, we have to have that wealthy woman. We have to have that such certain family. Or the looks have to be such that, you know what, everybody else is having a good look. The person who chooses the spouse on the bunyad of being, all those other aspects have no guarantee. That wealth that was there, how many generations have remained wealthy? How many generations have remained wealthy? Very seldom that family business goes into the third, fourth generation. The system is such, it turns it around. That family that was impoverished at one stage, they enjoying wealth. That family that was wealthy, they experienced poverty. Hasab, Hasab, that family name, only today if you have to investigate some of these, you would be embarrassed. That family name is only there so long as no one knows what's happening within the home. Jamal, we mentioned last week, one of the Arab countries, a man performed nikah, and then he thought he got beauty, but he ended up with a beast. When all the makeup and everything was taken out, a completely different person, that beauty is not going to increase. But that woman who has piety is such that that person who has piety from youth, it is something that blooms and flourishes. It grows, carries on. It will increase. And with regards to this, on the one hand, the Nabi of Allah is telling us how to choose a spouse, look for the woman of piety. But Allah explains a simple usul, a simple principle in Quran. الخبيثات للخبيثين والخبيثون للخبيثات والطيبات للطيبين والطيبون للطيبات خبيث not swearing at anybody الخبيثات Allah is saying that that immoral woman Allah has reserved the immoral husband for her and that immoral man indecent man Allah has reserved the indecent woman for him and that woman who has the fear of Allah that woman that has the conscious awareness of Allah that woman that has morals that has been such a woman Allah has reserved a similar man for many a times the complaint is such that I am so pious my wife is like this or I am so pious my husband is like this no such thing. Allah knows the reality. We may say that we are pious. says, Don't claim piety for yourself. Don't claim piety for yourself. So this is for us to understand. It's no such thing that you are going to have a good time. You are involved in everything else, with everybody else. And then suddenly when the time comes for nikah, you're going to find one Rabia Basriya. It's not going to be that this girl was busy with this person, that person. But when the time for nikah, she's going to find Jukdeh The man who wants a pious wife, Allah's system is simple. Become the pious man. Allah will give you that pious wife. And in the same way, that woman that wants the pious husband will become the pious wife. Become that pious woman. 
Allah Ta'ala has reserved and has kept for you the pious husband. So this aspect to understand is that it's not such that they never told us he was on drugs. All of those things are in its place. But the hakikat is that spouse is according to your category, according to your, not your outward appearance, your inner qualities, which is on the inside. To so make that effort to correct oneself, make one's eff that effort to correct yourself, Allah will correct you. And most importantly, most importantly, when it comes to this aspect of marriage itself, according to a person's relationship with Allah Taala, Allah mentions a hadith a Qudsi, the hearts of mankind, Bani Adam, are between the fingers of Rahman, figurative. Allah Ta'ala turns it in whichever way He wishes. Allah Ta'ala turns it in whichever way He wishes. That person's heart is with Allah Ta'ala. When that person has attained and achieved the love of Allah, Allah Ta'ala calls Jibreel and says to him, I love so and so. Immediately, Allah Ta'ala commands him, you also love him. You also love him. And what is the condition? Immediately love is placed in the heart of Jibreel Go to the Malaika and announce to all of them, they must also love this person. Immediately the Malaika also develop love for them. And then Allah Ta'ala announces, go throughout the world and announce that my pious servants must love them. Become such that we create that ta'alluq with Allah. We create that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the rest will fall in place. The next aspect with regards to this topic on nikah is that if a person is not allowed to interact with a ghair mahram, dating is not allowed in deen, then how does a person get married? Then, how does a person get married? Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala and comes to Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. He approaches him and presents the wish and the desire to get married to Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha. It's for us to understand, this is not the first time it happened in Sharia. But the tartib, the sunnat nikah, that when a person is introduced that in that particular home, you know, your son is of a meritable age, in that home there is a pious girl, and that doesn't mean that he must now go and start following her on Instagram. What that means is as, as a parent, and today this is the greatest failure of parents, that when that child has come of a meritable age, because he's not wealthy, we accept that he must commit zina. But he cannot tie himself down. He must become wealthy. He must have a house, he must have a car, he must have a degree. Then he can stop committing zina. Then he can make nikah. And this is unfortunately that western concept. So this aspect, that in that particular home, or a person that so-and-so boy has got these qualities, that are good qualities, good sifat, has got piety, so he will be good for that girl to suggest that. And this aspect it brings us to is the aspect of a proposal. Khitba. Recently many questions came and unfortunately sometimes we are not aware of certain current affairs. So we respond. One, the first aspect is that when a proposal is made for nikah, it should never first, Nabi Ali Sassam has given a lot of guidelines. Now, my friend went and proposed for his son for a certain girl, but my son is also of a marriageable age, now go, you know, speak to the other uncle or somebody. You know, you know what, I wanted to bring my son. When one proposal is put forward, then it shouldn't be that others propose. And then when it comes to accepting a proposal, 
On what basis are they accepted? Limaliha, Hasabiha, Jamaliha, Diniha. Together with that, not only for nikah, but in every aspect, should be that we turn to Allah Taala for istikhara, seeking khair, goodness from the side of Allah Taala. Finding out, finding out the background, what type. Every parent will say, my child is very pious. But finding out from others, today perhaps the best is to do a Google search that gunas, the month of Ramadan, a person makes toba, Allah Ta'ala wipes out that guna. But you left a, you know, your carbon footprint, you left a footprint on the internet, that doesn't get erased. You may erase it in your browser, but it remains. You're speaking recently to the grade 9 boys, and an example that came up was recently a white girl not too familiar with all the details, but in, you know, put herself in some Miss South Africa competition. But way back, 10 years or some time back, she put a racist tweet. And after so many years, she's entering herself. But because of that, which happened so long ago, that resurfaced and she was disqualified. So this again, this aspect of doing one's homework. Shouldn't be that that family, you know, they came with so nice cars and so big kurtas and we thought they were such a good family, but we didn't. Do your homework. You have all the right to find out. And that this is such a time where a person comes to ask and we can't say, I can't make ghibat. At that time to disclose, to hide a fault, to hide a fault of that person is haram. Generally to speak of the faults of another person, this is a sin. But at that time when a proposal is put forward and a person does that investigation, now to lie is haram. To hide the fault at that time is haram. Nabi Alayhi told us that that person who hides the fault of another Muslim in dunya, Allah will hide his faults on the day of Qiyamah. But in this aspect, when it comes to nikah, at that time to hide the faults is haram. And today we are in the situation when once that proposal is made, then we have a function which has no basis in being. Never existed in Medina Munawwara. We have a big party called an engagement. Wallahi, this is not part of being. It was not in the time of Fatima radiallahu anha. It was not at the nikah of Zainab radiallahu anha. It was not at the nikah of Umm Kulthum radiallahu anha. Was not at the nikah of Sayyidah Fatima. None of the daughters of Nabi Ali Salaam, none of the wives of Nabi Sallallahu Who are we imitating? Who are we following? No, we need to get to know the families. Nabi Ali Salaam mentioned, do not delay in three things. Do not delay in three things. Do not delay in salah when the time has come in. Many time. I perform salah just now, just now, just now. And that asar is qaza, it's already maghrib time. Do not delay in three things. Salah when the time has come in. Do not delay in the performance of the janazah when the ghusl is done. Do not delay. We saw in the time of COVID, ghusl is done quickly, make the janazah and put them into the cover, and finish. So it's the way of Medina. This is Madani Tartir. There's no such thing that you have to wait for that relative to come from Jauba. You have to wait. Person is coming from Eskot. The Bilisatosan said, do not delay. Not that it's haram, but Unnecessary delay, this is not part of being. Hasten. Nabi Alayhi mentions a hadith, if that person that passed away was pious, then he himself is saying, Qaddimuni, Qaddimuni. Take me, take me forward. Go ahead. And the third, to not delay in the nikah of that girl whose 
spouse has been found, the match has been made. Do not delay. That spouse and that couple, that she has accepted the proposal, it does not mean that they are married. When she accepts his proposal, she is not mahram. Now she does not have to chat to him. She doesn't have to say what's her favorite color and what's her favorite flower and what's her favorite flavor of ice cream. All of this is not, she's not his wife. She has accepted the proposal. At that time also, for her to go out, walking around pavilion, walking around gateway is haram with him. It's not part of deen. Undoubtedly, it earns the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. And uh, what happens? We get excited, we get proud. That, you know, this is my daughter's fiancé. We're walking together. We're proud of guna. We're proud of sin. So even after that proposal is accepted, there is no need for extra communication. If there is certain things you want to find out, do it through the halal ways. Approach, speak to her mother. Your mother, speak to her mother. What does she like? What she doesn't like? What is all of those aspects? But it doesn't constitute that now because they are proposed or they are engaged. It's not part of deen that now gives them, you know, a free ticket to start talking to each other, calling each other, messaging in the middle of the night, going out wherever they feel like. This also is haram. This also is haram. So these aspects with regards to nikah, when it comes to this aspect, then do not delay. Do not delay. Once that suitable spouse has been found, once that spouse has been found, again, these aspects with regards to nikah, one is that aspect that dating is completely haram. If, and we terminate on the same statement that we terminated last week, if you are in such a haram relationship, make it halal, make nikah. And if you're not ready, then terminate the relationship. Stay away from Buddha and Sam. <laughs>